Happy Tuesday, Mark. Happy Tuesday, Susie. Yes, thank you. It's a very exciting Tuesday. It is. We sent an email out, didn't we? We did. What was it about? It was vague, and there's more to come. Excitingly vague. (laughs) Yes, excitingly vague. Um, I think the headline we used in the graphic was unified. Unified. Easy is in there. Yeah, so very exciting news. It's something that um, retailers have been asking for. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's it. Yeah, that's and, it. And to learn more, there's a <laughs> there's a button in that email where you can sign up to be on the list to learn about these things sooner than the general public, right? Like a day or two ahead of time? Yes, we will let you in on the information um, at least a couple days before all the rest of the people. Um, yeah, so look forward to that in September. Anyway, Mark, you added some excellent notes to today. Well, thank you. I thought they were relevant because we are often talking about marketing and we talk about content and good content and this and that. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you don't listen to every single episode, which I'm sure most people do, you might come in in the middle and it, it seems jumbled. And, and sometimes it's easy. And I talk to a lot of people in a given month about marketing the, and using their smart detailing website more effectively. Easy to get the ahead of yourself. So I just thought it'd be fun to just put some bullet points in and say, you know, you don't have to do everything all at once. And you definitely don't want to go to the sharp end of the stick before you take care of the basics. So let's talk about those steps. And the number one step, I think, is you're trying to market a retail business is have a commerce-enabled website in place and get it dialed. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a really great step. Have a shopping cart-enabled website showing at least your up-to-date in-store inventory. I think Mm -hmm. that's a great place to start. Yep. And that way, shoppers can shop. And that Mm -hmm. becomes not just a shopping tool, but it's it's the primary way that search engines know what you do is to have a really good website presence. So that's the number one thing. Uh, Once you have that, you got to actively maintain it. And being a bike geek, I always align this with bikes. Um, You've got to keep air in the tires and lube on the chain, and the bolts have to be tightened. Websites are no different. They work better when they're accurately maintained and actively maintained. So do that. And with the Smart Detailing website, of course, it's a self-serve platform. The help center is full of all the information you need to know how to do that stuff. The client success team's here to help you and train you and teach your staff how to do those things. And if you don't want to do it yourself, but you recognize the importance, then the marketing agency's got all sorts of programs where they can take some of that work off your plate and you can delegate it to them. Yeah, absolutely. I wish I knew about that. Or, well, I guess we didn't quite have those programs in place when I was sort of managing our smart chilling website, the shop I worked at. There were different programs in place, but mm-hmm. they weren't, uh, they've evolved. You know, they mm-hmm. were awesome at the time and they've gotten better. And that step about active maintenance, that's where, you know, we do talk about content a lot. That's where that comes in a lot. So using library content, writing your own content, using our premium content. If you don't have uh, the subject matter on your website that your customers care about, it's unrealistic to think you're going to win those organic searches. Mm-hmm. It's just yeah, doesn't work that way. I think that's a good point, too. I think I'm going to say the dreaded acronym SEO. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you kind of really hit the nail on the head with it, with if it's what's relevant to your customers and what serves your business, that's good SEO. Yep. So. It's got to be on the site. Yep. Yep. It, it's no different than 
if somebody walks into your bike shop looking to buy a car, they're not going to find a car for sale. You know, so you got to have the thing there to to sell if you want to rank for it and search and all that stuff. So sell them a good e-bike. Is that what you're saying? Yes. They don't need a car anyway. (laughs) No. (laughs) Uh, uh, Next, you got to help your customer. You don't got to. If you want want your customer's (laughs) attention, you should probably help them shop the way they want to shop. And these days, more and more, that's on a mobile device. So your Mm -hmm. website needs to be mobile friendly. Uh, It needs to have the products available if you can, not just what you have in stock, but what's available to you. So they have a broader selection to choose from and they need to be able to buy it uh, when and how they want. So if they want to shop on a phone, it needs to be easy checkout. There should be lots of options for paying for things uh, and getting through the checkout system and making that as easy as possible. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the next big thing is you do all these things you need to stay top of mind to those customers who've already shopped with you. Yeah. They are the most likely folks to spend money with you in your store, the people that already did. Mm-hmm. So, you know, how do you do that? Well, we've got lots of tools for that. The primary one is the automated email campaigns based on purchases. Everybody that buys a bike gets these emails over the next year. Um, so make sure you're talking to them because they have options. Your customers have other options. If you're top of mind, you'll be the first or at least in the batch of the first options they think of when they think bicycles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and those tools, it's not always about so directly selling, but it's really, I mean, it's a customer service tool. They mm-hmm. they bought um, oftentimes like a high dollar purchase from you. Um, you're going to help them maintain it and kind of help them get the most out of it. Yep. I think the stuff. easiest way to think of it is I think everybody would want to talk to a few times a year, talk to everybody that shopped in their store. That's just physically impossible. For most businesses, this automated campaign is an excellent way to make sure your business is talking to your customers in a friendly way without you physically having to remember to do those things. Yeah, exactly. Um, Promotional emails are also important. I think Mm -hmm. that's still biggest bang for the buck. I don't know if you would agree, but I think email marketing is still one of the biggest bangs for the buck in in marketing. Would you agree? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's one of the most effective tools to kind of get the word out. You know, Mark's talked about updating your website, keeping things fresh, seasonally relevant, your, you know, maybe merchandising your kind of your your in-store inventory, that up-to-date, your POS feed, things like that. Don't rely on people just kind of like stumbling upon them. Promote like promote the things you want them to see. Yeah, I think that's important. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, there's some functionality that is beyond that that Google provides for free. They have a free shopping program. Your smarty telling website will generate a compliant file for that. So you don't have to do anything to build the file except check some boxes or I guess there's little toggle switches yeah. in the website. There's some setup to be done. We've got instructions on where to go do that setup or as as with everything, you can pay us to handle it and we'll knock it out and do that. But once that stuff's in place, then you don't have a lot of control over where Google puts those free ads, but they're out there. So Mm -hmm. it seems silly not to participate in that. Yeah. Definitely. It's been exciting to see more and more independent bicycle retailers set those up and you see their free listings next to REI and mm-hmm. you're, you know, I think just getting in front of more shoppers. 
Yep, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And then uh, next step would be allocate some budget for paid ads. So if you want control over where those ads show up, you want to decide which products show up in those ads, that's what paid ads are for. Again, we help about 100 merchants a month deal with those ads and manage those campaigns. Uh, so we can help with that. Whatever, when you get to that step, that's a logical next step. Those ads are very effective. It's probably the best way to go find new consumers for your business. Um, and we highly encourage that. And budgets can be you know, a little or a lot, um, but that's the great step. And I think as we get to the end of those little bullet points, they're in the notes. So if you want to review those and kind of pull them apart when you've got time, do so. Uh, reach out if you have questions. But I think one of the things I wanted to make clear is, only because I had a call about that this morning, I <laughs> want to do paid ads. Great. I think that's a great idea. Here's what we should do first. Your website's a mess. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. You haven't haven't sent an email or talked to your customers in years. I I think those, I mean, I'm happy you want to do that. I want to enable you to do that. We do that work and we like to do it and we make money doing it. Mm -hmm. But I think there's some basic blocks we can put in place that will help the business at a base level that's important. But also we don't want to pay Google for results and send them to poor websites. That's a bad experience and that doesn't work out well for your Google Ads budget. So that's my uh, pitch there. Those bullet points will be in the notes. Uh, Let me or Susie or our client success team know if you have questions about that. We're always happy to talk. Yeah, that was excellent. And um, I think just last week, um, the NBDA hosted a webinar um, that it was their kind of recap of their specialty bicycle retailer study. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, And they had some excellent experts on there. Ryan, our president, Ryan was on there to answer some questions. And it really lines up a lot with with a lot that you kind of put together for today. Um, It's really encouraging retailers to use technology and and e-commerce to boost their business. Um, I thought there was an interesting study around people who do have a e-commerce enabled website. A majority of them don't see their website as a like primary or as a selling tool or that's not their main purpose of it but selling may not selling online or encouraging sales may not always look the way we think it's going to look when someone says the words Mm e-commerce um and you said a lot kind of meeting your customers where they're at and offering flexible ways to shop a lot of times it's checking your inventory online and then coming to your store to make that purchase so I think they did a really good job of, of kind of promoting that. Um, I thought this was an interesting, I just kind of grabbed this quote. It was from one of the presenters. See your website as another salesperson. Makes the cost seem much more affordable. Part of your sales force. Website needs to be as current and up to date as your salespeople. What do you need Ooh, to move? What's new? One. And what's most profitable? Yeah, I like that a lot. Like your web, your it's another knowledge source. You rely on your staff mm-hmm. to have all the answers to point people towards what's new, what's exciting, what they love to ride. What maybe it's a new bike. Your website should be able to do the same. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I think one thing I get out of that is your website isn't a single thing. You know, in Agreed. this in this presenter's example, it's another salesperson. I always I often often talk about it being another location. Mm, um, mm-hmm. You know, it, it's if you're a single location store, not really. You're a two location store. That other location's your website, and most often people will meet that 
location, that salesperson, that resource before they actually step through the doors. I just I love that. I hadn't really ever thought of it that way. Your your website should be as up to date and current as your salespeople. That's just brilliant. Yeah. I love that. Well, check out that webinar. We will have the link they did um upload it to their YouTube channel. So check it out. Yeah. Cool. And that leaves us with a, a quick tip, a tech mm-hmm. tip, which I actually thought of before the other stuff. <laughs> it probably prompted the other notes. And it's a real simple one. We won't take a lot of time. It's probably not really that technical. But on your Smart Detailing website, you can have multiple payment methods in place. We certainly always recommend that the first payment method in place for your customers is WePay as a traditional payment gateway. It's the most known and comfortable way for people to check out with a credit card. Uh, but if you have a PayPal business account, connect it, get it added to it. It's, there's no cost to it with the site. You just click the button to start the connection process and add it. If you're in the U.S., there's also a financing option within PayPal. Um, and then also Klarna. Klarna is one of the most popular uh, short, I don't they call it, it's, you know, four pays or it's not long-term financing. It's the quickest way to break something down yeah. into a few, a few quick payments. It's the most well-known one on the planet. Um, all of those things play well together. You don't have to choose. Um, so put them all on. Because if I'm checking out and I'm making a $1,200 purchase, and really all I want to do is I, like, I, want, I want four $300 payments. Klarna, done. I'm out. I, I can do it online, apply, get approved, finish the process. Mm-hmm. If I want the longer financing, typically depends on your PayPal account, but there's uh, options there. If I just want to pay and get out with a credit card, I got those options. There's no reason not to offer more options. There, I guess there is a, could be a reason that three different ways money is coming into your business is three different things to account for, but that seems to me a small price to pay for picking up some sales you might not otherwise get. A lot of people, cyclists in particular, we, we I know I typically do, I have some money in my PayPal account you know, from different things. I want to spend that money. Mm-hmm. Let people spend that money if they yes. have to. Yes. I think that let that's the message. Let people spend their money. Yes. With you. I love it. With you. Yes. I think that is a, a really good kind of sums up our, our mission in general. <laughs> yeah. Let people spend their money. Yeah. Wow. Mm. This was an action packed. I do have just one quick question for Mark before we wrap this up. Okay. You're heading to Alabama soon. Is Dang. there any are there any snacks? Is there any food you're really excited to? about i miss a lot of things uh food related from where i'm from in mm-hmm. the south uh, i will i'm dying 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 to go to new orleans we haven't been in a couple mm-hmm. of years probably won't make it but i think there's a couple things there's uh there is a distinct lack of greasy spoon type restaurants here in <laughs> colorado so i'm looking forward to getting into one of those having a nice hand patty chopped steak sort of thing with some onions and mushrooms on it. A meat and three kind of place. You know, you get a meat and three vegetables. Those are my, those are some of my favorites. And probably oh, some barbecue. Is mac and cheese considered a vegetable? Ooh, it's definitely one of the three. Mac okay. and cheese is <laughs> you, you, it's one of the things you like most about the South is that there is mac and cheese everywhere. I could go on a mac and cheese tour. That sounds fantastic. You could. Ooh, that and it's, sounds fun. It's very serious, too. There are okay. there are families that uh, split up over disagreements <gasps> about mac and cheese. So it's they take it very seriously there. Okay, if well, you, I would. In most big Southern families, mm-hmm. if you are the person that 
brings the macaroni. That that's a you've earned that status. Oh, I mean, you you are something special in your family if you're the one everybody waits around to bring mac mac and cheese. Wow. Well, I will say I participated in one of our casserole cookoffs as a company, and I did make mac and cheese, and I I I earned at least an honorable mention. It was a sriracha baked mac and cheese. Ooh. I don't That's remember good. that. Oh, now I'm offended. <laughs> yeah. I'm, well, I'm sad excited. I don't remember eating <laughs> mac and cheese. Sounds delicious. I'll make you some. It'll be great. Uh, well, make, can you make me some before next Tuesday? I'll see what I can do. Right. I'll see you next Tuesday. We'll see you then. <laughs>